And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Welcome to the NBA Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA Show. Ding, ding. How about we can just watch basketball? I like that idea. Welcome to the Daily Ding. I'm your host, Andrew. Just like go to theathletic.com slash NBA show and get the athletic for $1 a month for six months can listen to this show ad-free. That's pretty cool. You listen on the Athletic app with a subscription. With me tonight is my good friend Mark Schindler. Mark, what is up? Basketball, Andrew. Basketball's <laughs> up, man. We got uh, we had kind of a slow night tonight. But we had some interesting games, a couple of good storylines to follow along with. So um, I'm ready to dive into it. Yeah. So let's start in Chicago, where the Bulls beat the Hawks, so 111 to 100. DeMar DeRozan put up 26 points and 6 assists in his 1,000th career game. Uh, DeRozan and Pat Williams, man, they both scored 9 points each in the 4th quarter, including a game-icing 3 from Pat Williams. Mark, what did you see from this one? I thought this was a really good game from the Bulls, honestly. Um, I'm in an interesting place with them. They've been playing better of late their offense is is clicking a little bit more it still feels a little bit unnatural i don't know how you felt about it but it like they pass a lot and it's in a noticeable way and like a very like you can tell since uh um you know the game against minnesota where they got absolutely blitzed um they've been very um methodical in how active they've been in trying to to make the ball move um and to their credit it worked i think their defense is really been, I mean, their defense has been pretty solid all year, and I think we saw that play uh, a big part tonight. Like you mentioned with Pat Williams, like his defense tonight was huge, especially mm-hmm. down down the stretch late in the game. Um, that was that was a blast to watch. I felt like they did a really good job getting the ball going through Nikola Vucevic. He finished with 14, 17, and 7 tonight. Yeah. Um, th- this was just a fun game from them. I really enjoyed this one. Yeah, I think when Vooch can help run the offense, some um, things just seem to run a little bit smoother because they don't really have any natural playmakers. I think Demar has like evolved into a pretty good playmaker mm-hmm. throughout his career, but like Vooch just kind of has good feel, and he's one of the one of the guys that does. And he's he was he's been super good lately, man. Like he's he's had some really good really good games and tonight was another one i just i love the way that he played he was super patient with the ball took the right shots didn't didn't overshoot uh i just like the way he played and then just rebounded like a madman tonight yeah no 100 percent. and i think biggest thing too they've just been really good in getting back in transition as well uh to be fair the hawks did not do a great job of forcing in transition um sure. like they of course, you know, at, without Onyeka Kongwu tonight, without DeAndre Hunter, but they still had most of the, the primary cast tonight. So um, the, the the weirdest thing with them was just the way that they turned the ball over. Um, they had a lot of 
I mean, 18 turnovers doesn't necessarily stand out, but especially late, you could. There were there were a lot of passes that I was like, "Whoa, what's happening here?" Like Dejounte Murray had a really awkward behind the back pass that ended up going for a pick six, basically. And um, they just never really seemed to get into an offensive rhythm tonight. Yeah, 18 turnovers to nine for the Bulls. I mean, that that kind of tells you the story, mm-hmm. a little bit of what happened here. And then it was just shot making from there, and it was DeRozan was pretty awesome in the fourth. I mean, he scored in a variety of ways. He hit a three. He's obviously getting to the mid-range and then going toward the bucket as well. And then just having another reliable shot maker next to Levine and DeRozan and Pat Williams has been kind of a big thing for this Bulls team getting back on track. I feel like they've it's it's been a weird year for the Bulls. Like there's no <laughs> yeah. question about it. But he he's at least shot the ball well. To this point, it's a small sample every night, but like it continues to trickle in. He's two of four again tonight from three, and he continues to just play well. He's obviously got great length and athleticism, and he's an disruptive defender, but just that shot, I think, is going to make a big difference if he can continue to develop it, and he just eventually needs to start taking more. But so far, so good for Pat Williams. Yeah, and I love the way that he's been forceful on the glass. He had three offensive rebounds tonight, and I think – you know, part of what's really helped him lately, he's just seemed to find much more of a groove into how to impact the offense without always being part of it necessarily. Like he doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily, like he's finding more ways to, to to be impactful without having plays run for him. And I think that's been a an issue for him uh, early in his career. And so it's just, it's just been good to see him find more strides like that. Let's move on to Sacramento where the beam team was on fire tonight. The third place Kings beat the second place Grizzlies 133 to 100. Mark the Kings shot 55-55-92 shooting splits in this game. What a performance. Yeah, this was the game that got my juices flowing tonight, at least for the first quarter. Um yeah. there is oh nothing gosh. quite like a Harrison Barnes uh heater. Five for five from deep in the first six minutes of the game. Keegan Murray three of three from deep in the six minute in the first six minutes of the game. If like every other possession, like there were, I think there were two Fox buckets sprinkled in, but it was just Harrison Barnes, Keegan Murray trading buckets. That was awesome, man. Like I loved that, and I think Harrison had five points the rest of the game, but that was enough. Like they, they like you mentioned, they shot incredibly well, and a lot of that was on the backs of I think they made twelve threes in the first quarter. Um, this was. To me, you and I talked about this on Slam and Jam about, you know, teams being playoff locks and whatnot. Obviously, you know, no Jaw tonight, no Steven Adams tonight. So that's a huge impact. But I think part of what is going to separate a team like the Kings from some of the teams that are lower than them in the standings is they don't come out and lose this game. I think this is a game that they very easily could have lost. We've seen a lot of teams in the West struggle with some of the teams that have been depleted. Um this is a huge win from them, especially to pull away in the fourth like they did. Like, they bludgeoned uh, Memphis in the fourth. Uh, everything that they did, just running. Like, I mean, Kevin Kevin Herter had five points tonight, but his movement was huge in just securing things, opening things up. Trey Lyles was 6-8 from deep tonight, too. Like, Trey Lyles was even awesome, mentioned man. Trey Lyles. Trey Lyles has been awesome for, like, the last month. He's just been mm-hmm. really good for them. Uh, and... I just can't say enough things about this team. They were they were they were a blast to watch. Demonis Sabonis triple double as well. Yeah, Sabonis was great. 
I, I love the force he plays with on both ends. He's not a yeah. great he's not a great defender, but he still will play with force as a defender. And he just helps this team play just a little bit faster. I mean, they had thirty fast break points tonight, which is just unbelievable. Yeah, it's funny too, because so many of the uh it felt like so many of the Murray and Barnes buckets came off of Sabonis pushing in transition. Like it yep. can look really awkward at times because he has a really high dribble when he's he's running out of transition. It feels like uh, a train wreck waiting to happen, but he just makes good plays out of it. And exactly, I mean, I think seeing seeing somebody who's six foot eleven that gets regular paint touches out of transition opens up a lot of good things. Yeah, thirty seven assists on forty nine made shots. I mean, they were just flowing tonight. It was re- they're really fun to watch when the Kings have it going, and especially if it's in Sacramento just because the crowd is so into it. Like, you kind of feel a part of it, even if you're sitting at home. Uh, you have to mention no jaw tonight for the Grizzlies, which hasn't always mattered, but he, it was kind of glaring that they didn't really quite have the juice tonight to get there, especially in the fourth quarter. It just felt like they ran out of gas. They, yeah. they lost the fourth quarter 33-10, to 10, and the Kings just... I mean, it was just overwhelming. Like, just they just keep coming at you. They'd... They were up 47-33 after the first quarter, and they just kind of keep coming, keep coming. And the Grizzlies fought. Like You have to give them credit because they fought really hard, but once that fourth quarter hit, it felt like it was pretty much over. Definitely. And big, sneakily biggest storyline tonight, Malik Monk got back on the wagon a little bit. Um, he has been dreadful since about Christmas, um, and he found a shot. The playmaking was there. Um, so that's a that's a good thing to watch out for moving forward. Yeah, near triple double for him. 13, 9, and 8 tonight from Malik Monk, who's had most bef- you're right. Before Christmas, he's he played super good. And so I'm interested to see if he can continue because that's that's kind of a sneaky piece that they need moving forward um as they continue to uh stay strong in the Western Conference. It's a that's a big time win for them. Mm-hmm. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Let's move on to, to Houston, where we have a career-high 42 points for Jalen Green. The Rockets beat the Wolves 119 to 114. Kind of a statement win and kind of a statement loss in this one. Mark, what did you think? Yeah, uh, I think that it's a very double edged sword, just like you mentioned. Like, this to me, this was like, this was good basketball from Houston, straight up. Like, <laughs> I. Agree. I Watching this game, Jalen Green has a career high after just setting his career high a couple nights ago. Um, 
Halper and Shangun 21-7-7. and They are flowing a lot of the offense through him. Jay Sean Tate runs stuff with the bench. Like, it just felt good in the way everything yeah. was flowing. Like, they quote-unquote didn't have a point guard, and it didn't matter. Like, I thought that they really just found good ways to, to get the ball moving. They, they're doing a lot of things to operate off Jalen Green's movement, and it, it, it looks good. Um, I thought Eric Gordon played a really good game as well. Tari Eason also snuck into the starting lineup, and he gave people problems. Uh, he, I mean, his stat line is just a blast. 11 points, 9 rebounds, including 3 offensive, 3 assists, 3 steals, 2 blocks. Um, he just makes things happen when he's on the court. He's very fun. Um, and then you tip the knife onto the other end. Uh, it just... I mean, this this was a as as bad of a game as I think you could get from Minnesota, um, yeah. which is saying a lot with how this year has gone. I mean, they were turning the ball over like crazy, especially down the stretch. Um, I thought Anthony Edwards was was fine. This was actually a pretty good D'Angelo mm-hmm. Russell game, especially as a shot maker, finished with thirty points and seven assists. But overall, I mean, outside of those two, did you feel that there was a really consistent contribution from anybody else? No, no, and I, I, I didn't even. I just hated the way that they executed down the stretch. Yeah, they could not find a shot. Like they couldn't find a seam in this Rockets defense. Like some of that's credit to the way the Rockets played, and some of that is just horrific ball movement from the Wolves. I mean, like that was punctuated by Jalen Green blocking D'Angelo Russell from three with like a, I think it was like a minute and a half left. And it was just like that. That shouldn't be a thing. <laughs> that should not happen. And Jalen Green was on one, and he was playing hard on both ends. But that shouldn't happen. Just a, a super horrific game from the Wolves, and actually like a a functional good win from the Rockets. Like the Rockets have to be feeling good after this one because they definitely out executed the Wolves. Uh, the Bucks. Dismantled the Pistons 150 to 130 in regulation in Detroit. Giannis and Chris Middleton were both back in the lineup for the Bucks tonight, and it showed they led this game 49-24 after the first quarter. Larry yeah. Markinen with oh yeah, go ahead. Oh sorry, no, I was gonna say had to had to, had to show up on on Bob Lanier night and, uh, and ruin the <laughs> night for, for for Detroit a little bit. I know, big bummer. Uh, Larry Markinen with twenty five eleven and two as the Jazz swat the Hornets one twenty to one hundred two. The Jazz are back to five hundred and sit just half a game back out of the sixth seed. In Orlando, Jonathan Isaac is back after over 900 days miss due to injury. And boy, did he look good in this 113-98 win against the Celtics. He put up 10-3-1 with two steals and about nine minutes of play. He looked great. Uh, Paolo Bancaro led the way for the Magic with 23-5-2. Any quick thoughts on this one, Mark? Uh, A, I mean, it's just good to see Jonathan Isaac back. Um, yeah. You know, anybody who goes through that long and grueling and injury process um regardless of how you feel about them like i think it was just nice to see him back on court he's somebody who his defense like people forget uh geez i hate saying people forget but people forget the year that he got injured he was like top five in defensive player of the year yeah looking like on that track orlando was playing really well and then things just kind of fell apart from there so i'm excited to 
you know, see what he looks like. He adds a really interesting element to this team moving forward. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he's, he's a he's a forgotten man for good reason because he hasn't been there. But there's a reason why he was picked high in the lottery, and I hope that he gets a chance to continue to show that. The Blazers put up 45 points in the third quarter to finally take control of this game against the Spurs. They win 147 to 127. Lillard with 37 points and 12 assists. And that's going to do it for today's show. Tampering is up next. Mark, send us out. Ding, ding, y'all. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.